Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, brought to you by no other than Vibration Radio. I want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Hope that you had a fantastic weekend. Hope that this week is kicking off on a great and a positive note for you guys out there. And, of course, this evening, you guys, we have a special treat in store for you folks. Uh, We have author um, and financial guru, uh, Jeremiah J. Brown. He's going to be joining us this evening. He is the author of Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. And so uh, Jeremiah is going to be joining us, and he's going to share um, some notes, some insights with you guys on how you um, can actually become financially free in all of those great things. And so tonight... We are encouraging you guys to call in with your questions or your comments for Jeremiah, um, and he'll be happy to answer those live here on the air tonight. Or if you're listening, can't get on the line, you can always inbox me um, at Bianca Fly on Facebook, and I'll be happy to ask your questions live here on the air as well. And so what we're going to do, folks, we're going to pay a few bills, go through a few commercial breaks, then we're going to come back. We're going to welcome our special guest of the evening, Jeremiah J. Brown, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz, soul, and funk. off with the lyrical precision of the spoken one, Mr. Arrestus Aday. whole new genre of music 
the album Existence will be everywhere January 20th, 2018. And welcome back, folks. And speaking of social media, Ms. Arthur T. wants to invite you guys to her first annual book festival um, entitled A Literary Affair, taking place in Gaffney, South Carolina. That's March 9th through the 10th. Um, Authors, book clubs, and readers all are welcome. Uh, Special guest authors um, such as Black Top, K.F. Johnson, Lynette Edwards, Clever Black, and Shadris. Uh, Denise will be in the building, you guys. Uh, you can also uh, purchase tables for vending. So if you have books, uh, products, get you a vending table, set up, make that money. Uh, for further details, you guys can go to a literary um, affair event.com. Uh, you also can connect with Ms. That's M I Z, Arthur T on Facebook uh, for further information and she will be glad uh, to help you with any, any, any um, information that you may need uh, for this awesome event as well um, so that you can get your table so that you can be um, connected as well. Once again, you can go to a literary affair.net, excuse me, um, and purchase your tickets. Also check out vendorships. Uh, where you can set up and uh, sell your books, uh, your uh, supplies, your brand, all of those great things uh, taking place in Gaffney, South Carolina, March 9th through the 10th, you guys. So that's a literary affair uh, taking place. So for all you authors, writers, aspiring authors, book lovers, go out and support um, these awesome folks uh, with this incredible project as well. So we're going to allow our guests um, a few minutes. Uh, to get on um, and uh, so that we can get rolling with our show this evening. Uh, And as always, we definitely want to encourage you guys to make sure you head over to Facebook um, and like our page. That's the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show so that you may keep up with all of the awesome guests and and things that we're going to be a part of this year as well. Um, as other information that we share about things that are going on across the world, and you can give your input on certain topics, all of those great things. So head on over there uh, to the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show and click like for us and stay connected with us and all of those great things. And so coming up Thursday, you guys, we're going to go to the Long Beach area, California, you guys. We're going to welcome Arthur James Stanley. Uh, this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And he's going to be talking about his latest book as well as his poetry um, book as well. And so you guys make sure you come be a part of that, support our young independent authors who are out here doing amazing, amazing things, you guys. And so we always encourage everyone to make sure you support um, those who are aspiring, those who are independent artists, uh, because without our help, they couldn't do uh, what they do. 
and all of those great things. And so tonight, um, as stated to you guys, we are going to be welcoming our special guest, uh, Jeremiah J. Brown. Uh, he is the author of Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. So he's going to come on here, uh, share uh, his inspiration for creating this book in the first place, um, and uh, as well as give you guys some insight and some tips tonight as well. So we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the special guest of the hour on here. Jeremiah, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm sorry. I just rushed back from a meeting, but um, yeah, I'm here for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Look, I know you're all over the place today. I, I yeah. know what those days are like <laughs> when you're trying to be like 10,000 places at one time. So I totally Literally. get it. And uh, just saying that you're thankful that you took the time to stop by and talk with us for a bit. And so, uh, Jeremiah, for the folks out there who may not be familiar with who you are, tell them a little bit about who is Jeremiah J. Brown. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So um, I am a, a technology entrepreneur um, and author. Um, I just authored my uh, first book titled Financial Freedom, I Only Hope. Um, mm-hmm. in that I, the inspiration behind that was um, based on the Jay-Z 444 album in which he spoke okay. about, um, you know, the power of collaborative economics in, um, in our communities. And uh, yeah, that kind of, you know, helped you know, spark my interest in leveraging my uh, financial, um, I guess, expertise via school and um, in the workplace and uh, offer Absolutely. those solutions for people. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, of course, uh, for you, because we're living in a time where everybody's trying to jump on the latest thing, the latest thing to get that money, the latest thing to get us out of debt, you know, all of these great things. And so for you, um, a lot of times I I see that people have uh, what I call very strenuous relationships when it comes to money um, and bills all of those things, and kind of tell us how important or what kind of relationship do we need to develop when it comes to money, finances, because I think a lot of us have a negative thought when it comes to bills, investments, all of those things, and so how important is it to make sure that we actually have a good relationship when it comes to our finances, um, our debt, etc.? Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, very important that we kind of you know, come to those uh, terms with um, how we approach money. And um, beyond that, I think um, having equanimity, so having the uh, mental composure, the ability to have a delay instant gratification for long-term gain, I think mm-hmm. those um, kind of traits and characteristics help you acquire wealth. And mm-hmm. um, it offsets that, um, you know, pure consumption mentality and, <laughs> and it prevents that ability to, for us to accumulate debt. So, um, yeah, yeah, having that relationship is very vital, um, but more importantly, understanding who you are and understanding that there's something that you kind of skimp on, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you yeah. get future, uh, uh, as Jay-Z would call it, the white hot space. <laughs> so kind of <laughs> delay that and see, you know, have that foresight to see, you know, pretty much 10 years ahead, you know, in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, of course, uh, Jeremiah, it's the new year. So people are always setting, you know, we're creating vision boards where we want to be by the point in the year. We are setting uh, resolutions and all of those things. What is the first step that we need to take in to become uh, financially free? Oh, that's a very interesting uh, question. It's funny because we, we all focus on increasing our income as normally right. the first step. 
Um, I would kind of think the opposite. I would think kind of reducing debt or saving to be the mm-hmm. first step. Because right. um, if you focus on income, then obviously your lifestyle adjusts to it. And it, it creates that equilibrium where you kind of you don't have that flexibility to have growth. So I would say focus, have a budget. The first thing should be saving. The second thing should be budgeting. So you should focus on, you know, um, acquiring your, your, your nest egg in a sense, um, tracking your spending, monitoring, you know, what, where your inflows and outflows are going, and understanding that um, having that, that, that nut, having that, that uh, nest egg is very vital to your um, economic growth in the future. So, yeah, we can Absolutely. also worry about, you know, increasing our income long term, but obviously the immediate future is understanding how money works and how to manage money. In a sense, so yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I think that's absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we're and nowadays, you know, so many people. Um, I remember growing up, the first thing that uh, we were talk, taught was to go to the bank, get you uh, exactly. um, a savings account, save your money. Right, but right. Unfortunately, Jeremiah, like we're dealing with a lot of people now who don't even have a savings account. Everybody's just dealing with out of the checking. Uh, that might be their only avenue. Is it important um, or is it a must for us to have a savings account um, in order to save? Or do we go back to the old school way of kind of, you know, putting the money in the jar and putting it under the, the mattress. back in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or in the yeah, mattress. Yeah. Under the mattress money. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's so funny. Like, um, I actually found a statistic that um, it's almost 2 billion people that don't have access to banking. Um, wow. and obviously impoverished areas. So that is definitely a barrier to economic growth, um, being that we are all a part of a monetary system where there are central banks, which has regional banks that require you to put in money in order for you to accumulate wealth. So it's kind of, it's like, it's like a real complex kind of twilight zone um, yeah. of financial theory, but the, right. I'll kind of sum it up and bring it, you know, kind of bring it down. What you need to understand is that, whether it's uh, 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 you're putting it in your mattress or you have a, a bank account, you have to focus on saving. I think saving mm-hmm. is very important because if you, if you don't understand the, uh, the genesis behind saving, you don't know how to manage your money. You won't know how right. to manage your money. Excuse me. Right. So, yeah, right. again, it's, it's definitely a slippery slope in, in regards to, um, you know, Right, right now, my, my whole philosophy and, and the reason why I stress saving is because the average American only saves less than less only has less than four thousand dollars in savings, and that's ridiculous mm. because the if you look at statistically, it says that the average American makes sixty eight thousand dollars a year. So mm-hmm. <laughs> for you to earn sixty eight thousand dollars a year and have less less than four thousand dollars in savings, there's right. that's the problem right there. So mm-hmm. we really need to focus on saving first, <laughs> and it's, right. it's the opposite of what what popular consensus would say for us, you know. So absolutely, yeah, definitely focus and, on that. Yeah. And of course, you know, Jeremiah, coming off the holiday season, um, a lot of us end up in the negative. <laughs> When it comes yes, to yes. Um, our accounts, because you know Christmas time and everybody's you know trying to get something, they're trying to catch on these yeah. great deals, Black Friday, all of these. How do we manage? How do we get control of of ourselves during those holidays? And you know we got Valentine's Day coming up around the corner. That's another Correct. high yeah. uh, price yeah. holiday that we see just money just going out during these holidays. How do we, you know, bring back that self-control and budget ourselves 
uh, without, you know, regretting it later on. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Um, it seems like there's always uh, a holiday for for spending, right? Absolutely, <laughs> right. It's yeah. always something coming up where you have to spend, spend, spend. So, again, this goes back to the basic point of just managing money management. I normally count it, I count my um, dollar down to the day. So I literally count how much it costs to live per day. And what I'm able yeah. to come up with is I spend a lot of money on frivolous things. So I'll give you an mm-hmm. example. Like let's say I buy Starbucks every single day. Now mm-hmm. I don't know how much how how expensive that is, or I don't even know how much or how expensive variable expenses are until I literally track them all the way down and bring it back to the day. So right. I would say focus on your day to day cost of living. You need to yeah. treat your life as if it's your personal income statement. Literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I love I that. You I love that. Have, yeah, like like a quarterly approach, a daily approach, an hourly approach. Count it down to the day, and then you'll kind of know how to manage your money better. And you'll, and you'll find that you'll have money that you can, that frees up that you can use to spend or invest. You know, so yeah, I would say focus on that for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, a lot of folks, when it comes to getting um, out of debt, of course, now we get ready to come up on tax season. Um, So (laughs) a lot of folks are, you know, eager to go out, file those taxes. Uh, Some people. It's funny, I have to to file. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) One for my corporation and one personal. So literally, I pay myself a dollar so I don't have to. So it kind of helps on that end, but, yeah, I know what you mean. It's crazy. And so everybody, you know, try to get the taxes done. Everybody, some people use that money, you know, to pay off, you know, car notes, payments, all of those things. And so um, when it comes to uh, the, you know, when it comes to getting that money back from the taxes, you know, um, I know a lot of people feel like they should, you know, treat themselves. And I agree. I think there are certain points in time that it's nothing wrong with treating yourself, but, I agree. How, you know, how do we go about treating ourselves and budgeting at the same time without realizing, because we have people who they get their taxes one, you know, one month and by three months later, they have nothing, you know, nothing left to show. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny in my book, um, if you point to chapter four, the book is titled financial freedom, my only hope. Um, if you yeah. point to chapter four, it talks about expanding your means. So what it says is, like, you don't necessarily, or it says you can have it all. It says you, you don't necessarily have to cut back on your expenses. You just need to expand them. So I'll give right. you an example. If you get, if you get that, that um, you know, I guess capital gain from your taxes, and it comes in, let's say you have $7,000. Instead of literally um, spending it on liability, which is a wasted effort, you should mm-hmm. focus on acquiring an asset that will pay you cash flow enough cash flow to purchase your liability. Because, again, mm. if, you, if you look at the term capital, capital comes, it comes from a Latin word called capital, which means to make more of itself. So, like, mm-hmm. if you understand how money works, and this, this actually goes down to the basic form of financial literacy, it's just understanding what, how money exists and how it came to be. And, at, right. and understanding that after 71, money just became a, pretty much a form of more of itself. So mm-hmm. I would say for you personally to leverage that um, tax return to invest and then use that cash flow to then make more of itself. So then you can live that lifestyle you want by paying for it through your assets. 
Yeah. Of course, um, a lot of people, um, when it comes to investments, uh, because we have a lot of people who uh, message us about these questions to ask you tonight about um, okay. Bitcoin um, and all of okay. these different um, investment sites that we're seeing. People are investing, you know, in these different things. And some people aren't sure, like, okay, I don't know if this company is legit. Right, right. How do we go about, Jeremiah, finding out um, if a company is legit? Because I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to lose any. I don't want to lose any money when yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I totally know what you mean. It's sad yeah. because at this point, it's um it's become a speculation game, whereas um, we're literally buying stories. So um, for me personally, how I invest is a little bit untraditional. Well, it's, it's very traditional, but it's untraditional to a Keynesian way of thinking, which is like, um, you know, buying speculative investments and hoping to sell it for more. For me personally, I invest for cash flow and I look at balance sheet. So if a company is not paying me actual cash, I am not investing in it. Now, if you mm. want to go into Bitcoin, Bitcoin is more of a, of a form of cryptocurrency. The true underlying right. um, theory is blockchain. So the true underlying technology for all of this is the blockchain technology. Blockchain mm-hmm. technology is going to be used as a forefront in every single industry in existence. So right now, what people are investing in, more so than the currency, is the technology behind the currency. So <laughs> if you... You kind of have to educate yourself on which cryptocurrencies are leveraging the best, or are using blockchain the best, in a sense. You know, mm-hmm. so um, outside of that, I would, I wouldn't even, I would. And another thing, I, I actually would not invest all of my money into this, um, you know, space because it's so new. Uh, right. You know, I wouldn't mortgage. I wouldn't mortgage my house <laughs> to buy you know, <laughs> one share of Bitcoin because right. there's so many other ways to make money within this space. Um, you can acquire ATM machines. You can, you know, get into mining. You can, um, you know, buy another cryptocurrency for pennies on a dollar. You know, so right. like, and you don't have to leverage so much of your money, and you can get a better return on your investment. So mm-hmm. again, like mm-hmm. in the cryptocurrency space, I would focus on being very conservative in that approach. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad you said that about, you know, being able to um, purchase certain things for it, because I think a lot of people believe like, OK, if I don't have a lot of money to put down, I can't invest yeah. in things. And we've seen exactly. where people have invested in companies for like a little as five dollars sometimes. And it just yeah. expanded from there. You know, no, I, I totally agree. Like, it's funny. My uh, my aunt, she actually invested in a um, it was a pharmaceutical company that just started like. 25 mm-hmm. years ago, and she literally invested a thousand dollars into it. It was a, it was a penny stock, and now mm-hmm. that uh, stock is trading at seventy dollars a share, and she's a wow. millionaire. So like, <laughs> it, it, like again, it's so many different yeah. ways. You don't have to invest all of your money into something. You know, you right. just put a little bit of your money in at a time, and make sure you spread your risk. You know, mm-hmm. and that's very important. Mm-hmm. You have to diversify, Absolutely. and Absolutely. diversification is is not just investing in different stocks. It's actually spreading across different asset classes. So, I mean, Absolutely. when I mean diversifying, I mean stocks, real estate, um, you know, gold, silver, uh, cryptocurrency. So, it's so many different ways to invest, but again, diversification literally will save you. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Uh, um, one of our questions from uh, Elaine uh, from Florida, she wants to know Is it important um, to have a financial advisor? 
Uh, you know what? It, it, it's funny because, again, we're at we're in a space right now where um, there's technology that's actually going to take um, over all of this advice that we've been getting. Right. And there's a lot right. of um, standard and generic traditional advice that's been passed down. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of mm-hmm. don't really agree with going the financial advisor route per se, but I do mm-hmm. think if you if if you are at um, if you don't have the time nor the bandwidth um, to kind of you know stay on track of your finances nor spot out new opportunities, then yes, I would say a financial advisor is definitely beneficial for someone. So and, and again, you know, um, here, the issue with financial advisors obviously is they don't really have a fiduciary responsibility; they just have to advise you on best um, investments. So I would say mm-hmm. take their information. Uh, you know, obviously very with a grain of salt, but still understand that they can provide value for you in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Karen from Houston, Texas, um, she wants to know when tackling debt, uh, which one, which one of your debts should you tackle first? Should it be the one uh, that um, is the highest amount in debt or the lowest amount in debt? Oh, interesting. I would say you should tackle um, consumer debt first. So there's mm-hmm. so many different forms of debt. There is good debt and there's bad debt. Um, you can argue if student loan is good or bad debt at this point, but <laughs> I would say right. if you're acquiring debt to increase your knowledge, then that, that I think you should you should um, kind of spread that and amortize that debt out long term. Um, right. But you should definitely focus on reducing consumer debt because they have they normally have the highest interest rate, so you're mm-hmm. you're going to pay you know a lot more long term. So definitely focus on that um, form of debt first before you tackle anything else. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see here, um, Derek uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. He he says when um, investing in a business. Uh, what should you set or should there be a set limit of how much you choose to invest in your own business, your own personal business? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, it depends. You know, uh, I would say uh, you should never want to put a huge bulk of your capital into one thing, you know, mm-hmm. but, which you, but it depends on obviously your threshold. So if you have a lot of capital, Let's say you have $50,000 and you want to invest in, you know, um, a physical location, then mm-hmm. you may have to, you know, put uh, put up more money than, than you would with a technology product. But overall, I would say you want to reduce your cost as much as possible, <laughs> and especially your Absolutely. initial investment. Yeah, yeah. So don't put too much, too much eggs in one basket. Kind of spread that out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's be here. <laughs> it's true though, very true. Uh let's be here. Uh Joshua Joshua from Ohio. Um he says, um, uh, being unemployed um is of course is difficult uh to invest in anything. Um so when being unemployed, um is it possible um, to save money uh, without going over budget um, every month. Oh wow, that's a very interesting question. Um, well, take it from me, I was unemployed at one point, so it's actually in the book. <laughs> and um, I, I kind of equate wealth to time. So um, wealth is actually how many days you can survive without working. So 
let's say for someone like him, I would actually anticipate that he actually has a savings account right. or some sort of, um, you know, nest egg that's holding him that's, that's going to prevent him from, you know, entering poverty. So what I would say is, um, you know, kind of tr- make sure you have to, you have to tighten your lifestyle for sure. You have to have a frugal lifestyle. But mm-hmm. next is you need to figure out um, how long you can survive. So you need to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, you need to track your expenses down to the day. And, yeah. um, you know, it kind of leaves less room for investing. Uh, but I say the best investments norm- normally are intrinsic. So the best investments are normally, you know, comes sparks from that sort of, um, you know, environment or, or it comes from you, you tap into your creativity when you need it the most. So I think mm-hmm. this is the perfect time for him to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. In this book, uh, Jeremiah, uh, Financial Freedom, um, My Only Hope, uh, what made, uh, with, with the title in itself, and, and once you began um, writing this book, um, how important did you actually discover um, that being financially free uh, was the only way to, quote, unquote, be successful? Oh, yeah, um, and it's funny because this is, like, a, a huge dilemma that um, we kind of face within our culture and even, even within society. We right. think being financially free meaning, means that you're rich. And, right. And um, it, it, it can be the case, but I think 90% of the time that's not the case. Financially free mm-hmm. means that you can survive without a paycheck, <laughs> literally. Mm, you survive yeah. without having to depend on someone else to pay you. In order right. to live, so you don't have to you, you don't have to sacrifice your time for money. In other words, so right. um, going back going back to your question, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think um, you know having that uh, financial freedom is more powerful in a sense, and it can kind of help you, you know, just it gives you that create it gives you that freedom to do whatever you want and to find yourself in that regard. So yeah, I would say that's that's definitely one of the tools and positive attributes of it. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course, in this book, um, Jeremiah, what what is your hope um, that people uh, will be able to take away uh, from this book when they have an opportunity to read it? Um, you know what, I kind of want them to uh, get a real, authentic understanding of what it takes to be financially free. Um, you know, obviously, we get a lot of books and we read a lot of books that they kind of regurgitate information, and there's a lot of rhetoric um, within these books. However, what I wanted to do was literally, like, kind of bring my experience in and kind of invite you into my world and show you that I am just like you. (laughs) I'm a person who had to struggle, who had to come from poverty, who who was unemployed, who, you know, so many different um, obstacles came my way, and I had to find, I had to literally dig deep and, 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 you know, do the research and put in the time to set myself financially free. And I know other people have, they both, they have what it takes as well. So, you know, that's, that's my goal from the book to help people just, you know, get a better understanding of who they are and what they want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, with this, and, and I love that you um, mentioned that a, a lot of times people equate um, being financially free with be, means being rich, uh, being yes, a, yes. a millionaire, um, and so <laughs> forth. And so, uh, you know, the thing about it is that everybody sees everything um, as a profit. You know, how can I profit from this? 
uh, financially? How is this going to uh, increase my bank account and thus far? Um, Looking overall, um, at the beginning of the year, and and you said you know that you said throughout the show about you know tracking down um that money to the dollar um and of course um with those tracking it down and so forth uh, how important is it actually uh that we make sure um that when we're tracking this stuff down because a lot of people don't want to be realistic you know in their spending exactly. you know like oh i didn't yeah. spend that yeah. much you know <laughs> <laughs> so you know <laughs> and it's funny I, I, it's funny cuz i think that's where uh you know a financial advisor comes in they just remind mm-hmm. you of what you yeah. already know <laughs> in yeah. a sense. they kind of reinforce that so you know, so, Absolutely. Um, yeah i would i would just say again um it comes down to having that equanimity and understanding Absolutely. um Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh let's see here. Um uh, we lost Jeremiah. Uh, but uh we're gonna get him back on here, you guys. Uh a little technical difficulty. But if you're just tuning in, you guys, we are on with Jeremiah J. Brown. He is the author of Financial Freedom. Uh, my only hope. Uh it is available on Amazon dot com right now for purchase. Uh, you will be able to uh, get insights on how to become uh, financially free, uh, things that you need to watch out for as far as stock market, um, watching those things. Uh, Jeremiah talks about, uh, you know, watching those investments um, as if you're a millionaire already. Um and so those are the things that uh, Jeremiah has uh, discussed and talked about with us this evening. And, uh, of course, you can feel free to call in with your questions or comments at 347-326-9139 is the number. Or you guys can inbox me on Facebook at Bianca Fly. I uh, would definitely love to hear from you and get the opportunity uh, to ask your questions live here on the air tonight, you guys. And so we're going to take a little commercial break um, while we try to get um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah back here on the line, but we'll be right back with some more Jeremiah J. Brown, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the beautiful Butterfly Show. And full of essence She gives me the power to combine My 
are not blind to see that she is with me. When time seems to stand still, stimulations pierce their heart. Uncontrollable emotions, they run deep, but are they real? aquatic structure, a permanent place, fossilized beneath and submerged in archaeological interlinks. And welcome back, everyone, to the beautiful butterfly show that was artistry uh, from lyrical soul artist Arrested a Day uh, from his album entitled Existence, um, available on iTunes, um, in Amazon, and SoundCloud uh, right now, currently, you guys. And so, uh, big shouts out to um, Arrested a Day, Stephen Jerome Ferguson, who is the music producer on that album, as well as um ambient records you guys and so tonight you guys we are joined by author jeremiah j brown as we are discussing his book entitled financial freedom my only hope and so uh jeremiah you there yes i am i'm here okay <laughs> of course <laughs> great, great, great. absolutely and so of course uh jeremiah when it comes to uh being financially free um what has been the big difference um, that you have noticed in your life um, and in the people who who have had the opportunity uh, to read your book uh, from before, you know, this book came out to where you are now? Have you seen the changes um, that have affected your life in a positive way since you look at finances um, in a different way? Oh, yes, definitely. And I, and I actually found that um, there is an even greater impact to be had for students. Um, I've been getting, uh, to date, I've been getting invited to speak at um, so many different programs in schools. Yeah. And, uh, yes, it's been very rewarding to kind of pay it forward and, uh, you know, kind of help, you know, kids understand uh, financial literacy and give them access to that power early because I think that's where it starts. It starts with that sort of, you know, positive reinforcement and that conditioning. And I think once you kind of get a grasp of that, it becomes second nature, you know, so that's been definitely, uh, you know, integral for me. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad you shared that because I wanted to talk uh, uh, briefly because I know you, I know you got to run to the next year, but of course, when it comes to our kids, because a lot of times trying to get kids to understand, you know, money, budgeting, that whole nine, what is the best way uh, to explain to your child uh, when it comes to, you know, saving, not just splurging? Right. Uh, what's kind of the best way to um, explain this uh, setup to them? Because I think if you if you prepare your young ones early, then that's a stepping stool. So when they you know go get older, they'll see like exactly. you know okay this is this is what mo- this is what savings looks like, and this is what my relationship right. with money um, and savings looks like. Exactly, it's funny. Um, my mom used to play this game with me when I was a kid. Um, 
she would basically uh, pay me $7 for my chores but would deduct $5 from it. And I never understood why. And um, I kind of just want to give you guys a quick example uh-huh. of what she, she did. So she would literally deduct $2 because obviously I have to pay for the roof over my head and another $2 for food and another $2 <laughs> for uh, other expenses. And then the final $2 was savings. So she wow. literally taught me the power in savings because after yeah. about six months, um, and obviously with a few um, extra capital for my mom, <laughs> I found that <laughs> I saved more than 50% of my income. And that oh, wow. that produced like positive dopamine. You know, it, it definitely sparked like more of an interest. In that. And it became a game for me. Like, oh, well, I want to see how much I can save now. And uh, so I think, you know, having those sort of games and um, – you know, lessons and teachings early definitely prepares your student, um, your kids, you know, later ahead in life for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, of course, uh, with the uh, people out here, uh, we do have one one last question uh, from sure, sure. Derek from um, Houston, Texas. He says, uh, with all of the issues going on with various banks, he says, I'm very skeptical about which bank <laughs> I actually should be banking with. Um, what well. would be... <laughs>
All right, you guys. That was Arthur Jeremiah J. Brown. Uh, make sure you go and connect with him. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those great places, um, as well as head over to Amazon, Books to Me, and all those great things to purchase financial freedom. Uh, my only hope, and I think we all uh, want to be financially free, you guys. And so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to play um, some tracks from Existence, the album uh, entitled by um, Lyrical Soul Artist, um, Arrested a Day, you guys. And so this one is uh, Born Through the Fire, you guys. And so um, after this, we're going to come back and I'm going to tell you who's coming up this week right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Once again, we want to thank author uh, and financial guru, uh, Jeremiah J. Brown, for coming on and discussing his book, Financial Freedom, My Only Hope. Um, Coming up Thursday, you guys, uh, we have James Stanley joining us from Long Beach, California. Uh, We're going to take a trip over to the West Coast, you guys, as uh, we are going to meet this young Arthur as well as poet, and he's going to bring us his book and poetry uh, this Thursday, you guys, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. That's 3.30 Pacific Standard Time if you're over there on the West Coast, you guys, and so make sure you join us. Uh, for that awesome show as well and um, have to encourage you guys to make sure you go out and purchase the latest album uh, from Arrestus A Day you guys entitled Existence uh, many of you um, listen to the show uh, we are seeing a record numbers um, for his show that we had him last week actually last Thursday um, his album released on the 20th existence available um, on Spotify, CD Baby, iTunes, um, and you can head over to ambientrecords.com. That's A-M-B-Y-E-N-T dot uh, records.com for more information on him, as well as up and coming um, guests um, uh, and upcoming artists. Um, that are being uh, pushed through the uh, record label as well, you guys. And you can connect uh, with Arrestus A Day on Facebook as well. Um, and uh, give them some feedback. Let you know, let them know what you think about the album um, and all those great things. Lyrical soul artist, um, you guys, Arrestus A Day. And so with that said, folks, uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. And I hope you guys will come back and join me this same time, same place, uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. You guys have a great evening. She has feet, they're precious like porcelain, a touch with shields that will break each and every man within my Adam to her eat. This forbidden fruit becoming my sin, superwoman, save me. Beautiful woman, make me a witness to your love. Give me your heart to have forever. Am I not strong enough? Am I not worthy of? You're an intellect. You see light through a realistic depiction. Pages of literature. So real. Straight out of fantasy fiction. There must be more to this reality show than the housewives of false perception. You are the epitome of the ride and die and shake. Mental, that's not ironically speaking. You're my extraordinary woman in the making. I'm blinded from your X-ray vision. So intense to me. When I speak, I stutter and stutter. But do these words resonate to you lyrically? This feeling is in response to what I hear. 
brainwaves trigger to what lies dormant in the ear. Is there any truth to what's in my sight? Puppeteering me with your strings as these thoughts begin to take flight. Show me and use me when you're ready. Like an expired brand of liquor, the taste, it gets better when I'm aged. Mentally rich, contemplate it while you figure me out and into the picture. Superwoman, save me. Mystical woman, you made me an advocate to love. Give me your heart and let's triumph together. Images harmonically dancing. Forever, 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 forever. Radio Network.